how do you get more support for your loved one with a disability? If there's one thing that's come through loud and clear for the hundreds of families that I've worked with, it's that they all want more support, right? More support for their loved one with a disability, maybe more support for themselves. So I wanna share with you a story and I wanna give you four strategies for more support, okay? So let's start with this story. After 30 plus years of caregiving, my mom burnt out. She couldn't keep caring for my sister Sarah the way that she had been. Things had to change. So mom came to me and asked me for help to find solutions. Now, this was back in 2015. And at the time we thought the government would just be there to save us. And we, yeah, wow, we were wrong. Maybe you've experienced this yourself. In our situation, a, a social worker actually came out to the house. We had a meeting and the outcome was pretty disappointing. We were put on a waiting list for more support and it was gonna be years before there was the potential of that. We were left to figure it out all on our own. Now, I don't want you to get to the point of where you're forced into a situation like this, right? Or maybe you're actually feeling somewhat in this situation already. And it's a challenging place to be in, right? I just wanna acknowledge that. And if you're not there, I don't want you to get there. So, so it's better to be proactive on this. This is why I wanna give you four strategies for more support, okay? The other thing I want, before I get into four strategies, I want you to be mindful that there's no one solution, right? There's no magic fix here. So that's why I'm giving you four strategies, not just one. Uh, you can combine all of these strategies to get the right mix of support, the right level uh, of support, for your loved one. Some of these strategies might work better, some of them might not work uh, as well for your situation. Okay, so keep that in mind. So let's do this. Strategy number one is to ask for help. As families, we isolate ourselves and we try to do everything ourselves. And I've thought about this, why do we do this? Well, it can often feel like other people don't understand your loved one, don't understand your family, and it's just easier to go it alone, right? Uh, it's easier to, to just do everything yourself. but. At some point, you can't do it alone anymore. And that's what happened to my family. And it's a bad place to be in. So you need to find a way to start to ask for help. Now, my mom came to me and asked for help, um, really out of desperation. And I was in a place where, in my life, where I was able to actually provide quite a lot of support. But the type of help I want you to start asking for is small asks, right? There's this fear of rejection, right? Like, what if we ask for help and Somebody says, no, that's why I want you to just start with small little asks, build the resiliency, build that habit of asking for help. Ask maybe if your partner or a sibling or a family member, a family friend, a neighbor could spend maybe just 30 minutes with your loved one and use that time to do something nourishing for yourself, right? Go for a walk, read a book, talk to your best friend, something that helps to recharge your batteries a little bit, right? Use that time to benefit so you get what you need right? Again, small asks here. Don't make huge asks. Just get in the habit, the practice of, uh, of asking for help. Okay. So that's strategy number one. Let's dive into strategy number two, which is do with not for. It's easier. It's faster for you to do things for your loved one. And you're busy, right? I get it. Just get the task done and move on. But this is not sustainable and it's a recipe for burnout, and it's a recipe for leaving your loved one incapable. So instead, do things with your loved one so that over time they can learn that task, and eventually you don't have to do that task at all, right? 
or maybe you don't have to do specific steps of that task because your loved one can get it started or they can finish it. And this builds your loved one's capability, helps to prepare them for independence, but also results in maybe less support and less caregiving. Let's go to strategy number three, which is using technology to increase independence. So technology is just ever growing, right? And the advances are amazing. And there's so many tools that are continually being developed and coming out to support your loved one. And they can help to reduce the amount of caregiving that you're doing. So I wanna give you just a couple of examples, right? And these are examples from everyday life, ordinary things. So maybe your loved one needs support to brush their teeth. You know, you could try something like an electric toothbrush and there's a whole variety of different types of electric toothbrushes. Some are even connected to apps, tell you how well your teeth are brushed. Something like that could support your loved one to learn to brush their own teeth. So you don't have to do it. You could try small appliances. Uh, so like if there's a uh, worry about your loved one using the oven or the stove, you can try something like an air fryer so that your loved one can maybe make lunch or dinner on their own with a appliance that's easier to use, maybe less risk to your to your loved one of using. You know, it could be as simple as trying to use a smartphone or something that's gonna prompt your loved one to do the tasks or to start their evening routine, to, to start their morning routine. Those, you know, using those reminders instead of you doing the reminding. Or you could use something like a visual or a digital calendar, right? So your loved one can take more ownership of their week so you don't have to. So these are all examples of how you can use technology to support your loved one. Okay. All right. So let's do the final strategy, strategy number four, which is to research availability of paid supports. So I really invite you and encourage you to put 30 minutes on your calendar to start researching what paid support is available to your loved one. Even though my family had paid support available to us before my mom burnt out, we didn't use it. And that resulted in my mom burning out. I really encourage you to call the local government call the social security office, call that administrator, figure out the administrator's number and learn what programs and assistance are available and to try it. If you're worried about it, just start experimenting with it, give it a try. Because if my family had done that, we probably wouldn't have ended up in, in such a bad situation. So I invite you to try on these four strategies to build in more support for your loved one that isn't just you and to set your loved one up for more success now and over the long term and yourself as well. So if you're looking for more insights on support, I invite you to download my free life planning 101 guide so you can scroll down here into the notes and click on the link and get your free copy. Also, if you found this information on support helpful, I invite you to like this video and to subscribe to this channel if you haven't yet so that you get the newest videos first and I try and release one uh, about once a week. I'm Eric Gall, together let's take a small step forward.